0: Investors will go anywhere for an edge. Increasingly, that means using new kinds of data to make predictions about company sales and stock movements. Think satellite images of mall parking lots in order to gauge shopping traffic. That led Barron's senior writer, Al Root down his own personal data track recently. I'm Alex Yule. On today's readback, we're joined by Al Root to talk about his rather unique project. Hey, Al. Thanks for joining us. Hi, Alex. Al, you spent the last several weeks covering earnings. It's a crazy time of year for us at Barron's and for the whole financial world. You must be pretty tired of looking at numbers at this point.
1: Yes, there's a point in every earnings season where you are sick of numbers and they all sort of bleed together and you can't remember how many reports you've read and what you're reading. It it starts to affect you in strange ways because I started to wonder... You know, I wonder if there is an inverse correlation between the amount of information people are providing and stock performance. Then I started looking at the length of the presentation decks that companies would provide and trying to prove my uh, initial idea that, you know what, more is not better. And what did be find? We actually found that the firms that had performed the best over the last five years in US markets gave investors the shortest presentation decks and that the worst-performing companies over the last five years had given much longer presentation decks on quarterly earnings. So there was a negative correlation between how your stock did and how much you were explaining to investors on a quarterly basis.
0: Wow, okay. Give us a little more how did you go about this
1: so we started out by taking a large cap index russell 1000 so we said okay who are the best performing companies and who are the worst performing companies over the last five years and we took the top and bottom and then we took a look at the recent earnings presentations and counted the number of pages interestingly the best performing companies they give you on average an eight page deck okay and the worst performing companies on average give you a 20 page deck wow And the best-performing companies over the last five years have returned 33%. And the worst uh, are down about 9% a year. So for that extra 12 pages, you've sacrificed about 3.5 percentage points of return per year for the last
0: five years. (laughs) Wow, I have a feeling uh, the investor relations teams
1: might be changing that pretty
0: quickly. You know,
1: some of the... Not to pick on anyone in particular, but some of the uh, go ahead. Pick on a few people. In you particular. know, some of the some of the companies in the bottom of our study, like IBM. You know, it's six pages of. Their twenty-page slide deck is just gap reconciliations.
0: And gap reconciliation—just, pro- just explain to us what that is a little bit.
1: It's like you know, so companies will report adjusted earnings, right, okay. or earnings without all the bad stuff. Exactly. And then okay. you have to, you know, make the accountants happy and the SEC happy, so you have to reconcile it. So they have six pages of reconciliations. It's a third of the slide deck. That's that'll, one. That'll add up in terms
0: of pages, then.
1: Yeah, that'll add up in terms of pages, and that's one reason why potentially, you know, the long presentation can equal low earnings quality. You know, Caesars Entertainment, it's a casino company, the the slide deck is 49 pages in its most recent uh, quarterly release. and Does it give any poker guy tips in there? Well, maybe. I I need a little more time to read the 49 pages. (laughs) But right off the top, it's use of non-GAAP financial measures. Let's, you know, adjusted EBITDA, adjusted EBITDA margin, enterprise-wide and enterprise-wide hold adjusted financial metrics. Results exclude Centaur and other certain factors.
0: What in the world is EBITDA?
1: Earnings before interest, taxes, depreciation, amortization, and rent.
0: Ah, uh, rent. So that is the tricky one in the case of Caesars, because we all know EBITDA, but EBITDAR is a little bit of a twist.
1: Right, and I do not yet know what enterprise-wide hold-adjusted EBITDAR is, but that is what they base their guidance on. It is a long presentation with I will, a lot of reconciliations of non-financial information. I will give them credit. It's rather
0: colorful, and there are a lot of nice photos in here.
1: Well, it is, it's Caesars Entertainment, so it's entertaining. In another uh, example, you take a look at a company like Mattel that makes toys. And, you know, they have a very long uh, slide deck as well. Again, we're in the bottom performing in our cohort of our study. And they have a lot of the presentation dedicated to, you know, this is how we're going to rebuild the business, rebuild margins, turn around the business, whatever the steps that right. they're taking are. And so that's another example of there's been turmoil. You know, there's a lot to say to the street. Things haven't been going well, and they just feel like getting it all out on paper.
0: One thing that comes to mind is this idea of the kitchen sink quarter, which you'll hear analysts referring to often when a company misses its numbers and then said, I hit investors with every possible reason. That could have caused the earnings miss, right? That sounds like almost a kitchen sink presentation in this regard.
1: Uh, that's interesting and potentially true. Now we did take a look to see how presentation length had changed over those five years, and it is true that the worst performers did get longer, and the best performers got shorter. Uh, so there is you know some strength in the signal there. So these guys need an editor too. They need like. an editor, absolutely, nothing like a good editor.
0: <laughs> right. Tell us about Europe, by the way, when it comes to presentations.
1: Right. So we looked at Europe as well, and we learned a couple of interesting things. Yes, the best performers in European indexes did have shorter presentations than the worst performers in European indexes. We also learned that Europeans really like their slide decks. The best performers' average length was 28 pages, and the worst performing companies' average presentation length was 46 pages. Those are long presentations. Wow. So that tr- might be a function of going semi-annual.
0: So the trend holds, but the volume is just way higher versus the U.S.
1: Right. So you might not get any less information. You just get it all at once every six months instead of every three months.
0: What are some of the takeaways, though, that that we might that are worth talking about? I mean, we like having intellectual debates at Barron's. So w- w- let's let's kind of dig into this a
1: little bit. Well, I think there's a couple of things. Earnings quality as a factor has always been something that investors will look at. I think that you know, with other factors like growth or momentum or balance sheet stability, that uh, earnings quality certainly works. And there's been lots of studies about that. And I think that uh, one of the things that uh, long slide decks uh, demonstrate is a lot of adjustments.
0: Al, give us a little bit of a primer on what you mean by earnings quality.
1: So I think first and foremost, it is about having the bottom line numbers that you report to investors match the bottom line numbers that you report to the SEC or that you report to the accountants uh, using GAAP or generally accepted accounting principles. I think the other important metric to consider is that cash flow matches net income so that you're not reporting tremendous numbers while not generating any cash. That's sort of counterintuitive and something that people will look for. I think the third thing is uh, having a lot of Non-operating gains and losses from either selling assets or, or some other factor. You know Why are all your earnings coming below the line, uh, as they say, or below operating income? That can be another red flag for investors.
0: And of course, the cleaner all these things are, the fewer pages you need to explain them to your investors.
1: Right. There's nothing to explain. There's nothing to reconcile.
0: We just have blank pages. Which means shorter presentations. In
1: theory. In theory, we have shorter presentations.
0: In some ways, this conversation pains me. Because I really like when I write about a company to find those long presentations because I often find that there's a good little anecdote or a number in a presentation that I can turn a story on. Again, though, that's not what this was about. It was no. just looking for the correlations.
1: No, just looking for the correlation. And I think one of the things that is apparent, to me at least, is the Goldilocks principle. There is an amount of information that is too much. There is an amount of information that is too little and companies should probably strive for an amount that is just right. And I don't think that, you know, companies should sort of cut off all access to important numbers that they've been giving because, hey, we need to do stock returns and we can do that just by getting rid of our slide deck.
0: Right. Amazon would probably love to see the results of these findings because it would confirm most of their corporate practices when it comes to disclosure. They're famous for really not providing much of anything. We maybe see that as a growing trend, certainly in tech. We've talked on this podcast recently about Apple's decision to pull back on its unit sales data for for its iPhone, the iPad, and the Mac. So maybe they're onto something. Maybe they actually saw this data before you did, Al.
1: Well, that could be true there. You know, of course, Amazon Web Services, they're cloud computing giants. Maybe they realized this before I ever did. However, I think there's two things to point out. One is when you're Amazon and you are one of the market's 800-pound gorillas that uh, is executing and firing it on cylinders and seemingly taking over the world uh, slowly but surely, you have a lot of cachet. And you can spend that cachet however you want. If it means that you don't have to give good quarterly detail, then you don't have to. And if you have a leader who also happens to be the richest man in the world and who is uh, generally acknowledged as an outstanding strategic thinker, you get a long leash from investors, I think. The other thing to point out in the case of Apple is, and this happens in a whole variety of industries, the iPhone is 11 years old. And you know, back in 2007, there was a iPhone. Now there's lots of different iPhones at different price points and different memory capacity. So as an industry matures, sometimes companies will think it's appropriate to adjust. It probably is. And also, you know, I think that the best companies view their data and try and control the narrative appropriately. And that's probably what Apple is doing, more than trying to hide something uh, that might be troubling to investors that's coming down the pike.
0: And it just makes our job that much more important, right? Absolutely. I just want to point out that we all understand that correlation is not causation. And we went into this project with our eyes fully open to that. With that being said, sometimes correlations are a lot of fun to look into.
1: Oh, absolutely. I think that this is one of those curious observations. I think that there may be something to it, but I don't think you could set up your portfolio by taking a look at the longest slide decks or that, you know, the investor relations world will be rocked to its core, cutting presentations and staff because the demands on on those people are suddenly less than they have been.
0: So no investor presentation ETFs coming anytime soon, but...
1: But it is interesting, you know, at its root, there, it does point to a couple of things, and, and it might in this case. Earnings quality certainly seems correlated with presentation length. And some things like business transitions and when companies are trying to turn things around or having replaced management teams, uh, that seems to lead to longer slide decks as well.
0: It fits a little bit with the idea of no news is good news, right? When you have good news, there's simply a little bit less to say.
1: Right, and I think if your investors are happy Because of stock performance or because of your position in the marketplace, you get the benefit of the doubt. So you can choose to provide whatever you want to provide.
0: Thanks, Al. Thanks for joining us.
1: It's been great to be here.
0: You can read Al Root's full story on the presentation theory on Barron's.com. I'm Alex Yule. The show is produced by Meta Lutzhoff. If you're listening on your iPhone or via iTunes, please take a moment to rate the show and leave a review. We'd love to hear what you think. The Readback will return next Wednesday.